We're in the book of what? First Corinthians. Who wrote it? He wrote it to who? The church of God in Corinth. We're going to find out that that, that, that phrase is important to the text we're going to be in today. We, we sort of, why do we hit this week in, week out? That, that phrase is going to be very important. History lesson. Are you ready for a history le- a le- a lesson tonight? There's sort of one, and we've got to do it because I think in order for us to understand the text, we've got to understand the history behind the text, the, really the context of what's going on here. Before I do that, remember uh, probably a month ago or six week, weeks ago, I said, you know, so, sometimes in life you just got, got, got to have 20 seconds of insane courage, and then you can really see what God can do, right? And man, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm asking God... It, Every day, Lord, just give me that, just 20 seconds of courage just to follow where you lead. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm going to give a little shout out to Izzy Page uh, t- t- tonight. She's right over here. Sorry, Izzy. But she um, actually got to speak in front of her, her, her entire school, middle and high school, for like 15 or 20 minutes just to te- testify. And she testified. I mean, she, she did a great job just sharing her faith in what God was doing. But I know it took that that courage just to go for it. So good job! I, I was proud 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 of you. So um, we are. Uh, has anyone ever been to the Jewish Temple in Jerusalem before? Anybody ever been there? That's good because it's not there. Okay, because if you raised your hand, you would be lying or you've been confused. Um, the first temple was built by a man named Solomon. It was built in 957 B.C., almost 3,000 years ago. And it was destroyed in 586 B.C. by a man named Nebuchadnezzar. Have we ever heard of him before? What book do we read about him in? Daniel, that's right, Daniel. So, so that, that, same, that same time is when that first temple was destroyed. Now, I've got a, a picture just so you can get an idea of the, of the temple. Now, this is the center of worship of God at the time. In the Old Testament, this is where you would go to worship God. Sacrifices would be made in the altar to your right. You see a guy with a big pit. That's not for s'mores. That's for burnt altar. Offerings and for, for forgiveness of sins, and you, you, you see, uh, it's it's showing an inlay there, and, and it shows a priest going towards the holy of holy. holy. So it was it was inlaid in gold, and um, at the front was this thing called the ark of the ark of the covenant. Now there's a door door there, so the priest isn't standing in the room with the ark of the the covenant i'll explain more sort of how that works because it's very important for our text but so so this is the first one that was built and it was used for 400 years uh, until it was destroyed but then in 516 a second temple was built okay and so uh it was it was finished and remodeled by 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 Herod, so it's called, and he he didn't finish it until like like 20 BC. So for five 500 years, it was being built upon. But look at the size of it compared to the the first one. Uh, it's a lot bigger. It was almost actually almost two football fields in in length. 
So that just gives the scope of this. There's a, the courtyard was the, the, the women's courtyard. Sorry, la, la, ladies, that's, the, that's where you could go to worship God. There was another uh, alley right through those doors, right before that big, big building. That was the courtyard of the men. And then there was the courtyard of the priests where the offerings would take place. Now, why would they have offerings there? What was the point of that? Anybody know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's really the offerings were for God, and it was it was forgiveness of sin. The offerings were you would have to if you have sinned a lot, you needed to bring more of an animal and stuff to make an offering to God. Uh, and now let's go to the next slide. So this is a scale. Look at the city and look how big the temple was. Big deal. Look, look sort of the, get the feeling of, of the scope. This, this, this place was a big deal. Do I have one more shot or no? Okay, good. So this is an uh, overhead view, floor plan of the, of, of the first pic, picture that you, you saw. This is the courtyard of, of women here. This is where uh, the, the men would be around this part. The priests would be here, and this is where they would make the sac 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 sacrifices to God. But in here was a holy place. Very few could go in here because in here was called the Holy of Holies. It was a place that God dwelt. And only one time a year was the high priest even allowed to go into the room. Do, do you know what the, the most holy Ju Jewish day is called? Anybody know? Nope. It's called Yom Kippur. Have you ever heard of that? And it really means this, the Day of Atonement. And this is the day. They, they, they would make a sacrifice to God, and the high priest would go into the Holy of, 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 of Holies, this place where God dwelt, and there was a curtain that was, that was think of a curtain that's 30 curtains stitched together, so it's really wide and thick, like from, from here to the edge of the stage. And you've got to, have you ever been in something where you've had to weave your way through it? This is sort of the way it was. He had to weave his way through this big curtain to get into the room. And he would go and he would, the sacrifice that would make, he would lay blood on the, it's on the mercy seat. This is the lid of the ark of the, of the, the covenant as a sacrifice to God for the sins of the nation. He would do this one time a year, very holy time. And it was so important that he did it right, um, that they would tie a rope around his foot and wait on the outside. And he would walk in with his rope tied to his foot. So in case he did some, 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 something wrong and didn't make it out alive, they could drag his corpse out. It's true. So, the temple, what was so important about that? It was important so that the, the, the na nation would be in right relationship with God. They would do for forgiveness of their sins and use animal sacrifices, which were a substitute for their sin. It wasn't a perfect substitute. It was a substitute for, their, for themselves. I'm not dying, but they're going to die for the sin that I made. It wasn't a good substitute, but it was good enough. That's why God sent Jesus. But there's an interesting thing here. Um, in Matthew chapter 27, verse 50 through 52, Jesus is on the cross, and, 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 he, 
he, he, it says the part where he dies on the cross, and this is what it says. And, and Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And then it says this in verse 51. And behold, the curtain of the, the, the temple, it's talking about the curtain between the holy of holies and mankind, that thick curtain, says that the curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split. And so it's a picture of when Jesus died, he was the payment, he was the perfect sacrifice that we no longer needed this holy of, of, of holies. We didn't need the sacrifice that way because Jesus came. That's why the, the curtain, it doesn't say just tore in two, it says it split from top to bottom. Why? Because God, God did the tearing. Man didn't tear it, God tore it and said, you don't need this anymore. And from then on, we see that God is with his people. He is moving amongst his people. He is in his people. And we're, we're going to read about that in the text. <clears throat> so do you understand that the temple was important to the Jewish pe people? Come on. I know history. I know. Hang with me. Do we understand the temple was important to the Jewish pe people? For forgiveness of sins, for right relationship with God, for worshiping God, the temples were all of that, and it was in one place one place they would have to come to in order to do this. We're going to be in our text, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 23. And I'll ask Cameron Watson is going to come forward and read the text for us. I've got, this says Nick on the microphone, Cody. Um, and I, I'll turn it on, that'll help. So we're going to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 through 23. I'm going to ask you to stand in honor of God's word as we follow along with this together. So, um, there you okay, go. That's good. It's on. Okay. Um, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 23. Um, do you know not... Do you know not... What? Just Do you know not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are the and you are the that temple. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool, that he may become wise. For the wisdom of his word is folly with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that thoughts of the wise, that they are folly. So let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. Whenever Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours and yours are Christ and Christ is God's. All right. Thank you, Cameron. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight, the chance to be here to talk about your word. And Lord, we just ask this, that you will uh, use your word to touch hearts and change lives. We ask, God, I just ask that you'll, you'll move in this place. I need you um, in my own life. Uh, just to move in this place. Uh, and Lord, just draw us to you. Uh, help us glean what you want us out of this text and help us to be a church that honors you, just honors you in everything that we do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, you can have a seat. Good. <clears throat> now, let me read verse 16 and 17 again. This is where we're going to key in at first. Do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit 
dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Now, I hope you understand a, a little bit. Okay, so why was he talking about the Jewish temple b beforehand? Because when, when Paul writes to them and says, you are God's temple, they immediately are, are thinking of the Jewish tem temple. Now, I didn't share this before, but that Jewish tem temple was torn down around 70 AD. Uh, and this was written before it was torn down. So they understood that temple was significant. That, that, that place is very important. And he says this, do you not know that you are God's temple? Have you heard that phrase before? That you are God's, God, God's temple? Yeah? Well, what's interesting here, and I'm not staying here long because it would bore you to death. Um, the you are in verse 16 and the you are in verse 17, it's a nominative plural form. Now, I'm not a smart man, so I've got to read books to find out what that means. But this is what that means. When he's speaking here, he says, do, do you not know that you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you? He's not talking to the person. He's talking to the body of Christ. He's talking to the church. This phrase right here is for the church. Do you not know that you are God's? Why is that important? Because Mercy Hill, if, if, if you are here consistently at any point, you are part of Mercy Hill Church. You are part of the church and you understand you as the body of Christ are God's temple. What does that mean? You are a place of worship. You are a place where forgiveness and salvation can be found. You are a place where a right re relationship with God can be found. You don't have to go off to some place to get it. You, this is what you are, a body of, of believers. This comes out of you. And it says that God's spirit dwells in you. Big challenge. Now, he, don't forget, he's saying this to the church that has been doing stupid stuff and getting in stupid fights in, in, in chapters 1, 2, and 3. He's like, hey, quit being stupid. Quit saying I'm on... Apollos' side, or Paul's side, or Peter's side. Quit saying that. You're on Christ's side. We're all on. So, so he's trying to set them straight. And, and this is, once again, he's, it's something he's been saying. Now, why does he have to say it over and over and over? Because we just don't get it the first time, or the second time, or the 18th time. I don't know how many times that uh, there were times that I would tell my kids to take out the trash. And I'd go, hey, take out the trash. They just needed like 14 times and a kick in the pants. But y'all aren't like that, right? No, it, it helps. We, we need to hear that over and over. And so this is, there's two points to this message. One is this, know who you are. Mercy Hill Church, if this is where, and if you are here any amount of time, I count you as Mercy Hill Church. Know who you are. You are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you. I'm encouraged by that. <clears throat> Quit fighting over stupid stuff. Quit drinking just milk. Start eating meat of the word. Right? He's been getting on. Grow up in your faith. Be the church. Now this is in a corporate way saying the church is the temple of God. Spirit dwells here. But look in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. I've got the words on the screen. You don't have to turn there. It says this, or do you not know that your, bo your body, that's personally speaking to you, but believer in Christ, your body is a temple 
of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You, you are not your own, you have been, for you were bought with a price, therefore uh, so glorify God in your body. That's talking about the temples, not only the church, it's you. It's in you. Wherever you go, you worship God. You bring hope and forgiveness to people that need it. We are the, the temple, and God's spirit dwells in you. Second Corinthians, he's saying this a lot. He said in first, first Corinthians, say this in Second Corinthians 6, 16, what ag- agreement has the temple of God with I- idols? For we are the, the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my pe- people. God's saying what? You, you, for we are the temple of the living God. That is in context of personal believers. If you, we are believers in Christ, you're a temple of the living God. So this isn't just said in one part or two things. Even back in the Old Testament, it's prophesied in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my Rules. God has been in the business of putting his spirit within us. God's spirit is in you. What does it do? It convicts you. It guides you. It gives you 20 seconds of courage when you know you don't have it in yourself. It compels you to stand up for what is right and stand against for what is wrong. Spirit is at work in you. And what's, what's neat about this and Mercy Hill Church, and I could say youth group church, do you understand if, if our church is destroyed and gone and we are gone no more, do you understand God's church is still going to keep on going? And he says, he says that in, in verse, um, I just like what he says in verse, let me make sure I've got it right, um, uh, for if Verse 17, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. I don't know about you, that reassures me, because in a world that's getting meaner and meaner by the day, God's saying, I've got your back. Honor me. Follow me. Keep on going. So the first thing is know who you are. We are the temple of God, where the Spirit of God dwells. That's who, if you put your faith in Jesus, that's who you are. You're different than the world. Sometimes you might be going, Pastor Nate, it's just hard being different. I don't want to be different. When I'm different, I stand out like a sore thumb. I know. When I'm, 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 I'm different when I stand up for God, it feels like I'm alone sometimes. You will be. But I've got these people that say they're going to be by my side, but sometimes they're not. I, I know. People let us down. We all let each other down all the time. God says, honor him. Know who you are. Verse, 1 Corinthians three eighteen through 23 goes on and says, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may, may become wise. We've heard this through 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, he's talking about foolish and wise, right? The, the wise of this world is foolishness to God. He's carrying on that theme throughout this book. Why? Because he wants them to get it. We need all the help we can get. We need to reread some of this stuff four, five, ten, four hundred times to get it. Paul understands that. 
He's saying it over and over. He even quotes in Job, uh, Job 5, he says, he, uh, for it is written, he catches the wise in their crap, crap, craftiness. And again, in verse, uh, I think Psalm, in uh, Psalm uh, 94, he says, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So he says in verse 21, so let no one boast in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the, the future, all are yours. What, what does that mean, all are yours? I mean, we can sort of read that and skim it. Go, I don't understand what he's talking about there. What do you mean, all are yours? Well, in Galatians 4, it gives us some insight. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a, a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of a son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Once again, you are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. And then look at verse 7. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Do you understand if you're an heir through God, then all things are yours because all things are God's? It's not for yours because, well, then I want that, that Corvette and I want that big house. No, that's not what it's about. Because we are heirs of God, why are we fighting for things on this earth when this God, it's all God's anyways and we are, we are heirs of him and he's going to give us what is good and what is right and what we need? Why do we fight so much for it? So he's saying, so see, he's saying all things, all are yours. And this is what he says in verse 23. And don't miss this little line because it's huge. It says this, and you are Christ's and Christ is God's. So all are yours because you're an heir to all things. If you're adopted as sons and daughters of the king, then all of what God has is yours. And the great news is you are Christ's. That Christ goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mine. She's mine. So point one was know who you are. Point two, know whose you are. You know what? I'm, I'm Christ. Christ has all rights to me, every aspect of my life. And Christ, you know, honors God with that. So know, know who you are. My, the point of this text and what I wanted you to get out of it for tonight and want us to get up because you go, it's sort of a weird text, right? And, and so why do we hit it? Well, it's just sort of the next, it was the next part. But if we think, we understand we're a temple of God where the spirit of God dwells. We, body of Christ, youth group, Mercy Hill Church, we're the temple of God. Then the divisions that come up that are stupid Good news is I don't know of any right now, but, you know, they come up all the time. But those things that come up, <clears throat> are they ever of God? What causes di divisions, right? Pride, right? Pride. Don't tell me what to do. I can't believe what they did to me. Lack of forgiveness. How many times should I, I, I forgive? Jesus says at, at one point, forgive them 70 times 7. But he's saying that just as like a, yeah, just keep on forgiving them. How often does Jesus forgive us? We pass that on. We pass that on. But they stab me in the back. I understand. Don't turn your back to them, but love them. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Hopefully you don't call them your enemies in church, but sometimes it can feel that way. 
But what do we do? We love them. Why? Because it makes a, a difference. Why? Because the world needs to see it. It's no longer do we have to go halfway around the world to a temple to make sacrifices to God and be made right there and we can worship him there. God's not there. He's here. God's not only here, but when you walk out these doors, if you have a, wall, a relationship with Christ, he is with you. He dwells with you and he's speaking to you all the time. Will you listen? Will you listen? Why? What's the point of this? Because God calls us, he wants us to be a light, make an impact. He wants Nassau County to be, be, be different. Why? Because you had the courage just to love, love someone. You had the courage to talk about God. You had the courage to share, but they did, didn't care what I had to say. I understand. Someone plants, someone waters. God makes it grow. We're just called to plant and water. Plant and water, plant and water, plant and water. Sometimes we, we don't see anything grow. There's a, a video I came across just two days ago. Um, and if, if you will, all you've got to do is believe what you see in the video can happen because it happens all the time. But believe that you can be a part of it because I'm 100% convinced you can if you will just take the courage to go for it. Take, take a look at the video. Make sure we got sound on it, guys. Christ. And of course, James was there. 
now you can see the connection. Nate was impacted by James, who was influenced by Thomas. Thomas saw an uncommon joy in Lisa, who wrote of Jesus and Ken. Ken's relationship with God eventually led his mates. Funny how these two people have never met. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, and God will destroy him, for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Man. Sometimes you just, the, the biggest obstacle is of us being a, a power or a light for Christ is ourselves. I mean, our self-doubt. I'm just not good enough. You just listen, you're not good enough. We're not good enough. Man, I'm just not good. I just can't talk right. I understand. <laughs> can't use that excuse on me. I'm just not. I, uh, no one wants to hear, hear me. You would be surprised. Uh, so many people that you meet are hurting in ways you will never imagine. So many are looking for hope. When this, the word of God says that we are God's, God's temple, his spirit dwells in us and in, in, in us. That's why we're called to go out. That's why this, this lesson is important for you to get. Because if you b b believe the word of God and you believe this, we're going to fight to live different. We're going to fight to love different. We're going to fight to give different. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight. Lord, just for a message that's... Uh, a challenge, uh, sort of a harder one, I think, just to keep up with, God. But um, you, for some reason, and I still sometimes don't know why, but you, you, you choose to use us. You, you choose for us to be your, your temple. Uh, and even though as, even as a youth group in the church, we're flawed and we struggle, uh, the, the, your spirit dwells w within us, and you want to use us in, in this way for a world to know you. So, Lord, just give us courage. Lord, we just ask, I just ask for just everybody in this place that we'll just have courage to, to obey you this week, to speak about you. Lord, just let us take the opportunity. Let's take the chance, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, that's all we got. Y'all have a great week.